Yay! <clears throat> Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Time. We can make it if we try. Just the two well, of us. We have to. And not Sean. <laughs> yeah, not Sean. Sean actually bailed out last minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, he had a good reason. Sent us a message he had a good a few reason. Hours I, I give him credit, but... I mean, whatever. Something more important came up. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> we... And he needed to take advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, I know. That's we, what I'm only going to act slightly hurt about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll just, I'll just all put our, our just slowly guilt trip him later. Soul in this. Yeah, exactly. So, <sighs> fuck you, Sean. F for Sean. Exactly. Okay. Um, I don't have really an opening topic. It's been a lazy week <laughs> for me here. I guess. Oh, I won't be here next week. <laughs> hey, <laughs> cool. Hey. I won't be here in two weeks. Yeah. Let's take turns not being okay. here. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So apparently this was going to be our last three-man show for a while, but uh, I'll be in Edmonton helping my parents out with some stuff for the week, so I'll Ooh, be nice. gone. And then you have a con, I guess? Oh, PAX West. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's two yeah, weeks away, right. dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot what month we're in. Yeah. Good Lord. So, yeah, I'm, okay. in, I'm in that pre-con stress mode now, so got to start getting the show oh, ready. Oh, great, so... Yeah, and that one usually takes a while, right? So, um, PAX West is uh, Thursday to... Oh, no, wait, is that the Friday to Monday one? That is the Friday to Monday one, okay. Friday to Monday. Yeah, yeah. so I fly out on the on the 29th, on the Thursday. Mm. But we're on okay. Friday, which is weird. So it's actually the first day of the show is Throne Controllers, and then I have the rest of the con to myself, which is going to be weird. Oh, that's cool, though. That's it's nice. cool, but it's like... it's I'm not used to it. You don't have to stress while you're there. I'm super not used to yeah. it. <clears throat> like, hmm. so I, like being like on like day two and then having the rest of it, it's going to be fine. Like usually that's what happens, but straight up first day mm. and then done is just going to, I'm, I'm going to be bored out of my mind. I think <laughs> this is like, I stopped <laughs> counting when I got to, I think PAX 18. So I don't, yeah, this, or this might be 18. I don't even know anymore. Paul, when the magic was, what has was, long since yeah, left. What was the first year you and I drove to PAX? Oh, when we drove. Was that, that 11? Must 11? Yeah. That must have been 11. And that, I yeah. don't think that was my first, I forget if that was my first PAX or was my second. I think it was my that second. That was your second, at least. <clears throat> so I've been going. Because you had gone the year before with. Uh, with Chris and Your everyone. current. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I've been going to PAX West since 2010. And then yeah. I've been going to PAX East since I think 2012. 12. Yeah. That sounds about right. Or no, I think that was actually 2011 as well. Because, uh... Did you go the first year that they put it on? No. I missed the first year. Uh, I just okay. can't, I literally can't remember when TRG started. It's been that long. Uh, and, yeah. and that's why we went to PAX East. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. no. I think that actually was 2011 we went. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Been going to PAX West since 2010 and PAX East since 2011. And so... And we have mm-hmm. not missed a year out of either of those. <clears throat> which means this yeah. is my 10th oh god this is my 10th pax west good lord uh, and this yeah, is and this crazy. is my ninth uh this year was my ninth east so yeah east. this is number 19 crazy yeah that's absolutely insane god. 12 was my last year because i remember i was gonna go 2013 but ryan davis had just died from giant bomb mm. and i just like was like I can't go. Magic is <laughs> like dead. that. Just feels magic is super... dead. It almost felt like a weird sign or something. It was like 
and like the thing is is that he wasn't even my favorite person out of giant bomb necessarily but there was something like off feeling about going and just like knowing certain people weren't going to be there and then ever since then it was just kind of a matter of oh packs got huge and if you like are like using the bathroom when set uh ticket sales go on you've lost out yeah so, <laughs> whatever <laughs> I haven't really made a, the, much of it. This attempt. year was weird though, because they had passes available for a while, and then like, oh, and then a bunch of my streamer friends had passes to give away, like which, through Read Pop. Oh. It was really weird. I've never seen huh. that happen before. Maybe just the convention circuit in general is starting to die down a little bit now. Probably because it's like, so fucking it. glutted. Ugh. It is, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, <laughs> you of all people should know, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> and I don't even do the Comic-Con circuit. I don't, fucking kudos to anyone who can survive that circuit. Oh, man. It makes you wonder, like, <clears throat> what Kevin Smith's schedule must be like. Because he does a lot of that shit, too. But then he also does a lot <laughs> of work, like, too. I don't know how that guy... Like, that guy's always moving. I guess he doesn't do video game conventions, though. Yeah. He, I think he sticks to, like... Comics and movies. There's not as many movie things, for sure. There's a lot of video game conventions. Yeah. Like, a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's absolutely crazy. But PAX has always been kind of the one that's like, if I go to another one, it's probably going to be a PAX. Because, first of all, it's close enough we could drive there. Um. Well, after well, like a day. Yeah, it, it's it's like 14 <laughs> hours of drive. And that's being yeah, generous. But yeah. Yeah. And I like Seattle. That's like one of my favorite cities. Yeah. So I'd like just going there in general. Um, and it to me, it's always just kind of been the one, like the first convention to go to, especially because like E3's been there. But E3 only recently was like an open thing. PAX was always the one that like people went to where you could, like, have conversations with any random person there because you're all kind of part of the same, like, crowd. Um, And, like, I guess even now that's kind of probably changed where a lot of people go to PAX who don't even know that it started as a Penny Arcade Expo. So Yeah, I like, like I, I always hear less and less actual Penny Arcade-themed stuff at this point. Like, I know they yeah, still do their comic weird. drawing panel. I know they still do Acquisitions, Inc. But, like... Yeah, that's kind of it, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> usually and merch yeah no that's crazy and merch yeah crazy it's gotten so big Mm -hmm. but uh i like that one i know you like that one still too i i still like pax west because like a it's seattle yeah uh (coughs) oops and b like (laughs) the area it's in is good like there's there's things to do downtown seattle where there are lots of subways versus like uh PAX East, where it's like, here's the convention center. Everything is in the convention center. Nothing is near the convention center. <laughs> oh, great. So yeah. you have, like, there's like a, a crazy bad. shuttle bus system to get to pretty much every hotel in the area. Oh, I see. Mm. Uh, this no, year's. I like the way Seattle's laid out. Yeah. They're, they're changing the layout this year, which is going to be interesting. Oh. They sent an email mm. out where they're like, all right, this year we're actually going to have like metal detectors and stuff. So the normal entrance you guys take to get in is yeah. no longer the entrance, it's the exit. So like it out through the courtyard area there? Yeah, the one that leads out to like in front of that cheesecake factory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's apparently the now exit. the exit instead of the entrance. 
Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing bag huh. checks and metal detectors, so I'm curious how this is going to go this year. Yeah. Man, I do not... <clears throat> Sounds like a bad year to be an enforcer. The first year they're like, yeah. Really well, I mean, like they got an actual professional security set up for the. Uh, they'll have a. They'll have a company sure, to do all that. Sure. That's what they do in Boston, anyways. So. True. That makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of too bad. I guess it just says more about the state that America's in mm. <laughs> currently. <laughs> like. Hooray. <sighs> This is a top-down perspective, <laughs> episode four seventy-six. Ah, uh, nice and depressing the way I like it. <laughs> yep, August fifteenth edition. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. All right, John, what did you play this week? Absolutely nothing. Done. Perfect. Done. I did about the same. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, I did uh, Mystical Ninja starring Going On for game clearing for N sixty four. Still working through that. We're probably about I think sixty five percent through the game is what people were saying so monday we'll probably wrap it up or come close okay cool that seems to be a little longer than i was expecting it would be uh eight hours i think was the how long to beat oh okay that's not so bad yeah so that was a five hour stream dedicated to it and we probably put another hour hour and a half in last month the last month last week are you still enjoying it yeah it's fun uh camera is bad though um like trying to control it is not a good idea because yeah. randomly it will just do a 360 motion if you've only tapped a direction once oh no because it seems like it's oh. fighting like their auto setup camera their, their auto setup camera is all right but not great because it's an n64 game but then when you try sure. to readjust the camera it will try to find that best angle while also doing the motion so it'll just do a spinning motion and it's just rough yeah okay you're still enjoying uh like the gameplay and stuff though like I guess I never asked, what is the gameplay? Is it like a hack and slash, or is uh, it like... It's it's what? it's a more platformy Zelda-ish game, is the best way to describe it. So uh, you're, you're going around getting party members, you're finding like new equipment for them, going to new areas, you'll either jump around off of platforms and fight enemies, there's bosses at the end of dungeons, there's dungeons where mm -hmm. you can get like extra items and stuff, and just, it's like a mix of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. I, I am enjoying it. It feels kind of fresh. The music is excellent. Highly recommend it for the music alone. Uh, but just don't be surprised if you fight the camera a bit. And it's, it's <laughs> okay. got, it's also like early and I don't know if it's early in 64 or not, but it's got that filler issue where it's like, here's a giant open area and like nothing happening in it. <laughs> so just walk through, yeah. enjoy the scenery and music and then try to get to where you need. So that's the one bummer is I feel like there's just a ton of filler at times. Yeah, but other Maybe than some that, limitations as yeah. well. But other than that, it's been uh, it's been good. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, pretty much uh, all my all gaming is playing? yeah, pretty much all my gaming has been on stream. Uh, I did play a little bit yeah. of Lords of Thunder again, trying to get my uh, TurboGrafx CD working. Speaking of games with okay. great soundtracks, yep. but uh, that game keeps <laughs> crashing on me at different spots, which is a bummer. Oh, man, it's a really hard yeah, shmup, and it really sucks when you make progress and then it's like, huh, no, you're done. You stop now. Yeah. No wonder this is considered one of the hardest games. <laughs> I get it working. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be interesting when that comes out on the TurboGrafx Mini because then you can play it without that issue or the crazy loading times. Yeah, that'll be cool for sure. I didn't even know until like a few weeks ago that that TurboGrafx Mini was happening. That's weird. I think they what announced it thing. at E3. 
Did they? Yeah, oh, they okay. announced it at E3, but they only announced like it. five games for it. So it was like, that's not much. And then later on, they're like, yeah, no, it's like 40 games. But then <laughs> they did this weird thing where the Japanese one and the North America one are getting the exact same games. But mm. they both have separate lists. So the North American list and the Japanese list are in the same machine. So you're getting Snatcher, oh. but it's not translated. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Unless they got, unless okay. they did a translation, and I don't expect them to have. No, probably not. I think there's a fan translation though, right? Oh, I well, I mean, there's, there's a there's that. an actual North American translation, but at least for the Sega CD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, that they didn't do that. It's it's really huh. strange. I'm curious. I'm keeping an eye on it because like some of those games are expensive, and getting mm-hmm. them in a in a little system like that would be would be much interesting. Like like. It's kind of like how the PlayStation Mini, the only reason you buy it at this point is to get Persona 1 because that game is like a couple hundred bucks. And yeah. that, and you can get a, pers- a PlayStation 1 Mini at this point for like 30 bucks. <laughs> it's the cheapest copy of Persona sad. 1 you're ever going to get aside from free. Yeah, no kidding. Good Lord. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, No Switch games or anything like that? No P-Cross? Uh, you haven't started that P-Cross game? Dude, I, I'm afraid. There's a, a fifth P-Cross game out there now. Did you see this? The uh, the RPG I one? I did. And I'm like, I yeah, kind of want it. sent that to me. But I can't yep. I can't buy anything on the eShop right now. I My paycheck only just came in today, so now I got to put some room on uh, the credit card and stuff. So yep. I, might, I might snag yeah, that right tonight and check it out. But uh, That seems like one that might go on sale. because I think it is like already on sale, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, now that I've said <laughs> it, I might as well just boot up the Switch and find out. But, yeah, yeah. no, uh, I really have just not been playing much in my free time. It's been it's been kind of rough, honestly. Yeah. It sucks because I there's yeah. always stuff I just want to sit down and play, but I, I feel like my time is better spent doing other things. Like, this all isn't done yet, as you can tell by the yeah, fact like that the... Yeah, like, because you just moved, so... Well, that was three months ago now. Lot, did you? Yeah, but I mean, it takes a while to get everything set up. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I'm I carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders sometimes, trying to get too much stuff done <laughs> at once. So, yeah, and then nothing gets done, unfortunately. Pretty much, I, I get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some stuff I is hear. getting done though behind the scenes. So thank God that's for good. that. So well, we'll see how that goes. Other than that, that yeah, that's all I've sure. done. Oh, apparently I, I right. apparently uh, I was playing a little Picross S3 because it's booted. Yep. Nice. Yep, I okay. can hear it. Yep. There you go. My TV volume is very up right now. <laughs> I'm 97 puzzles in, which means I still have another like 203 to go. There's so many. Puzzles. Oh my god! So there's many. so many puzzles. <clears throat> Why? <laughs> and then yeah, that Lord of the Nazarick. And then there's something weird about that game. That like I don't know what it is, but there's something unsatisfying about those puzzles, and I don't know why. I because they're just Picross puzzles, but. Maybe it's because so it's all centered around like that anime I haven't seen, so I don't care about any of it. And it's like this is an anime character, but apparently he has a name and he probably is like a cool dude or something. But mm. I don't care. I, <laughs> I love cool dude anime. Is. That sounds great. Yeah, and like I don't know. Give me a flower or something. I know what flowers are. <laughs> like, don't give. Keep stop giving me anime amulets and stuff i don't know it's weird there's something just unsatisfying about it to me but maybe that new one will 
be cool. Oh man, PC building simulator is on the Switch. Heck yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Man, that's yeah. Oh man, Turok <laughs> 2? Oh my god. <laughs> I have not been paying attention to the eShop. You're right. Turok 2 did come out recently. That's Tactics <laughs> 5, the fifth tactic ever. Hooray. My God, this is just gonna be me just making fun of the. the yeah, no, that that Picto Quest is already fifteen percent off. Oh man, I might. I don't know. I might get that. But yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm gonna pick it up now. It looks. So how much is it total? Uh, ten dollars seventy cents Canadian. Oh, that's fine. I think yeah, I might actually I'll have enough gold coins to cover that. No, I don't, because I use them on Picross and that Nazareth one. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Ah, basically, Picross. the Switch has become our Picross machine. Yeah, pretty essentially, much. Essentially, because so. there's so many fucking Picross puzzle games on it now. There's so many. Yeah, uh, and then there's like all the weird spin-off ones that other companies have done, like Pixel and all that. It's weird too because there was a point in time where there wasn't a whole bunch, and yeah. I was like fiending for some Picross, and I found a site where you can just like make your own. And like then it'll like give you all the numbers and stuff, and you can play other people's. So I just played a bunch of like random Picross puzzles that were like fifty by fifty. <laughs> so, I fifty by fifty uh, yeah. would take forever. It took forever. Yeah, it would took a night to do one of them usually. Picto Quest: The Cursed Grids. I'm already sold based on <laughs> the, the name. Cursed. Heck yeah! That name's really good. Yeah. Although um, look, looking at this cover, it's made me want to play Wonder Boy instead. Oh, yeah. Should play more Wonder Boy. Shit. I forgot that existed. All right. Put it on the list <laughs> of things to do. <laughs> um, I played through all the Spider-Man DLC. How was it? And it's very good. It's unfortunate that there's only one thing, though. So all three chapters take place in one, like, arc, story arc, essentially. It's like if you bought, like, a... Uh, like a run of comics that like were focused on one story in like Spider-Man's world or whatever. Whereas the video game would be more like one volume or something. So it's kind of a shame that they all just focus around one kind of big boss thing going on. But I kind of like the way it did some stuff. I guess like there's a lot of busy work. They added a whole bunch more screwball missions, which are just like bad Joker missions or bad uh, Riddler trophies, essentially. Mm. Um for spider-man so those suck and she's just obnoxious and annoying uh other than that like they added a whole bunch of crimes because those are easy and randomly generated anyways but the story stuff i thought was pretty good they focus a lot more on uh these these ones focus on hammerhead and him kind of like trying to become the big like mob boss in uh new york now that like the kingpin had been taken down uh at the beginning of spider-man uh the main video game and then, like, a bunch of other stuff happening throughout that game. And uh, so you're fighting a bunch of dudes that, like, got a hold of uh, Silver Sable's weaponry because, of course, they did. Mm -hmm. And it there's a lot of monotonous fighting in it. But I kind of like how the fighting in that game feels anyway. So it was kind of okay, except for some of the hideout missions were just annoying because they were too long. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think this is a good way to do spider-man content and it's kind of a shame that they only did one story this way rather than like like why aren't there like nine episodes with like three different story arcs or something like i would have bought more of this dlc because i think that story stuff was neat 
I think it's uh, so because they couldn't kind of, prove the concept. And honestly, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someone else was vying for that license right now because of Avengers and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that um, somebody was saying that Spider-Man 2 is in the works, like the video game. Oh, and really? I guess that makes sense. But like, yeah, I don't know. I would have liked a little more DLC. Or maybe this DLC should have come out a little later because it came out pretty close to when the game came out. And uh, I think maybe by that point it was in like the perfect time of people had put down the game already. So like it should have come out maybe earlier to get people hooked into another story or maybe a little bit later to, for people to be like, hey, I remember that. Let's I, try I this thought out. The first, I thought they were like a month apart from like the release. Like I think it was like a month per per DLC or yeah. something like that, which is it, not bad. I think it all actually. ended in December. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't hear many people talking about it. And honestly, like, it doesn't add a whole bunch of like great new stuff. But like, it was thirty bucks for like another thirty hours worth of content, maybe like or twenty hours. It was totally fine. Uh, I guess another thing people might have been thrown off by is that it seems like each chapter might have been like a different story that's happening because that's kind of what i thought it would be the first one's called the heist so you would think it would take place like with uh black hat being the main villain or something but she's kind of just there for some parts and like she's an antagonist in the sense that she brings up weird things for peter during that time but then like she's just tying into the bigger story of hammerhead and hammerhead is um both chapter two and chapter three's like villain essentially and that kind of sucks <laughs> like i thought it would be that like at least chapter two would have like another villain and then chapter three like but hammerhead was pulling the strings the whole time or something and like they're all connected somehow but it's kind of just one story arc over the three of them rather than three separate stories which is what i thought it was to begin with and like i could see how people would be disappointed with it but for me, I just felt fine going back into that world. I really like Spider-Man and how that game plays, so I rung it out for all it's worth, 100%ed it, and now it's shelved until more DLC comes out, I guess, or Spider-Man 2 or something. I, I guess, like, the new costumes they added are cool. It's too bad that those costumes were added in DLC <laughs> that not mm -hmm. a lot of people will see. Um, They have, like, a Spider-Verse Spider-Man in there. Uh... The one I liked is, I don't remember what cartoon it is, but the cartoon of Spider-Man where he, like, has short sleeves and, like, wrapped up, like, arms and, like, bandages or something. I don't know. He's like you, a kid Spider-Man. I was saying, you're describing, like, Sonic from Sonic Boom at this point. Pretty much, yeah. I think it was, like, that era of Spider-Man that we kind of glossed over, like, early 2000s sort of thing. So I'm sure somebody knows what I'm talking about, but that's a neat skin as well. And then, like, they added a whole bunch of the free ones. The Raimi one obviously was there, um, like, a long time ago. And then some other ones that slowly came in, like the Homecoming one and uh, the one from Far From Home. So that's kind of neat that they keep, like, up with the Spider-Man costumes for the properties that are out in case people are, like, just... Like, I guess it's possible that there's a kid out there that's like, hey, I just saw Far From Home and Spider-Man's kind of neat. I'm going to see if there's a video game. Oh, it's on discount for like 30 bucks because it came out last year. 
and they get to like play as that uh, suit and stuff. So it makes sense that they would keep doing that. Yeah, I think it's kind of neat anyway. Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, it was uh, each month after the game came out, they added a new DLC piece. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you do that better then. That's pretty good. That's honestly pretty standard, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. Um, I guess, like, it's also fair to say that, like, obviously they weren't selling it for a lot, so, like, not a whole lot of work was done in it, but enough was done in it that I think it justifies the... I think they were $15 each with, like, a $30 point for all of them or something like that. Makes sense. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, the other big thing I did was I started playing Devil May Cry 5 again. Nice. Because I'm on this kick of... I have a spreadsheet of all these games that I've played that or started, and I'm trying to get that all, like, with a finished date on them. <laughs> so Devil May Cry 5 was up. And uh, going back to that after Spider-Man is re- was real difficult. Mm. And it continues to be real difficult because once you get used to how one character plays, it throws you back to the other character you haven't seen in half a year. So it's been really hard to get back into how that game plays. And now that I'm, I've looked it up because I was curious. I'm three chapters away from the very end of the game. I think I got a hold on all of them except Dante. Oh. <laughs> Dante, Dante is crazy involved being able to switch between all his different stances and different weapons on the fly as you're doing combos. And it's a crazy amount of like, what are what am I doing here? So I want the approach of trickster style is dope. So that's what I'm putting all my points into because <laughs> fuck the rest. <laughs> and it's been OK, but I could see I want to look up some videos when this game's done of people like that are good in that game playing that game. Because so like the way he plays is you use your D pad to switch between the styles and then you use your um two of your triggers to switch between weapons. I think the left are, like, whatever guns you have, and the right is whatever uh, melee weaponry you have. So, like, they're not sets. They're, like, on the fly, whatever you want. I could see somebody just, like, that knows what they're doing just do, like, basically an infinite combo. Yeah, no, <laughs> four, four pretty much turned into that. That's, yeah. that's what, like, high-end foreplay was. Uh, was just, like, constantly going through the whole set of weapons and everything. Yeah, um... I guess the good thing, though, is that I have put everything into Trickster, and Trickster is good enough to just carry me through that game. Like, it seems like, I'm guessing his other ones are too. It seems like no matter what you put most Tri- of your points into, Trickster you'll be is fine. the new, is Trickster is the everyone friendly style. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, exactly. Royal Guard is, is for like the crazy players. Uh, Gunslinger yeah. is kind of like medium, and oh shoot, Swordmaster, I assume, is the other one. Does he, he only has four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes yep. he gets more. Uh, yeah. And Swordmaster is also medium style, so like beginner to medium. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Trickster will definitely get you through any of the games he has multiple styles in. Yeah. So Trickster has been just the way to go. And especially because it gives me a lot of the, uh, it gives you the mobility options that I like to just go fast through a level. And that's what I like too. Swordmaster is the dopest looking though still yeah every time i switch to sword master it just looks so cool because he gets all the extra like swings and combo moves and i know that's where he used to get like the the one where he'd take rebellion and just kind of spin it on his hand like outwards like a like a chopper chopping blade and stuff like that 
Yeah, it's those are all there for sure. And some like weird new ones where you just like have a whole bunch of swords around you. Like it's weird that that game goes so off the rails with story. That, I'm not going to tell you. Story gonna, stuff please don't spoil it for me. I, I still want to play through that fully at some point. But yeah, no, yeah, no, like I'm off the rails to... is the correct way to do Dove May Cry. This <laughs> holy shit. Some of the stuff. I mean, you know about the motorcycle. Oh, of right? course. That was in, that was in that the part. trailers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's dumb, and it gets so much dumber. <laughs> that's so excited, dude. <laughs> Someday I'll get down to playing that again. It gets so stupid, and I remember telling you specifically I liked how V played, mm-hmm. and that's because V was a nice punctuation as like a weird little gimmick that you could do for a couple chapters when you had to. It wasn't when I got stuck with him with two long chapters and I had to play him that I realized V fucking sucks. <laughs> because that is like his skill set and how he plays is a nice like little different thing to just be like oh this is cool to play around with and look at all these neat things until you're stuck with him for an hour doing a boss fight and you're like fuck this fucking character i want my mobility options back that's <laughs> so bad i was so angry but i think i'm done with him now i can't tell because I thought I was done with him before, and every time, every time I think I'm done with him, they throw him in somewhere. <laughs> so, but Jesus Christ, I finally understand why people don't like him. He's just not fun because Nero has the ability to like move around and like grapple basically, and like his different um, arms do different things. So there's a lot of like variety in what you can do with kind of some basic skills that he has. And then Dante's Dante. Like, everything he does can be awesome or shitty, depending how you are as a player. Um, and V's just kind of shitty, because he kind of doesn't do, do anything. And there's, like, a story reason why, but, like, it doesn't mean that... Just because there's a reason for it doesn't mean I want to do it <laughs> as the player. Like, give make this a cutscene or something, because fuck this dude. Although reading poetry is also awesome. Always awesome. There's a button to read poetry as him because, of course, there is. It's Devil May Cry. Um, that's pretty much all I've been playing, though. Cool. Let's go on his mountain news. Yeah. I grabbed a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, some of this is interesting. Some is just kind of announcement stuff, so we'll go through it quickly. Uh, just the heads up of uh, Epic Games Store free games this week are Hyper Light Drifter and Mutant Year Zero. So a good tactics game. And a good uh, hack and slash, like fast moving yeah, type top game. down I hack don't... and slash, high speed hack. Yeah, stylish hack and slash. We'll go with the Devil May Cry style. Stylish, sure. Yeah, uh, both very good. So if you have the Epic Game Store, just go ahead and download those. Um, this one I just wanted to bring up. We haven't really brought up the whole like we don't talk about Twitch stuff often, but since it's you and me here and not Sean. Um, I thought this would be kind of just like funny to talk about. Yeah. So we know that Ninja left for Mixer. Yep. And uh, Twitch has been a little shitty about it. He, they removed his check mark instantly and like took down his channel instantly. They were being a little petty, but that's whatever. Um, the pettiest thing they did is that on his link channel page, they linked a whole bunch of other creators under Fortnite. So this is the thing. I thought he had agreed to this as terms of his contract. No. <laughs> Because that made sense to me. I'm like, 
I, I understand from Twitch's perspective, your number one streamer's gone, or like your number yeah. one most subscribed streamer. You would want people to go to his page to see all the other people on your platform. But yeah. that his channel was the only channel that had that setup, and the fact that he didn't yeah. agree to it sucks. <laughs> and then, of course, Especially there's the rest of the story. <laughs> because one of them was just an account that was made like minutes before streaming uh, hardcore porn. And it, of course, because it's a spectacle, it instantly has the most followers, which means it instantly is the first thing you see going on to Ninja's channel. Yeah, they bought, <laughs> they view bought it to get to the top, and of course, the first result yep. on Ninja's channel was porn. Yep. So and apparently, there you so go. this is the thing too. Uh, someone told me this. Apparently, that was up for two hours. I thought it had only been there for oh like two God. minutes. I didn't realize it was just yeah. there. That's crazy. That is crazy. And it just kind of shows, like, maybe... I don't even want to say it. Maybe Twitch needs to get one of those algorithms that just detects video stuff and takes it down and makes you appeal. Because I remember Artifact being the place to go to watch movies for a while. The Artifact game uh, thing. Because that's where like you could watch endgame rips and stuff because nobody was there <laughs> it was crazy and twitch didn't do anything about it for a long time twitch so. twitch for someone who works as like a streamer full-time twitch is complacent yeah and that's the problem they're yeah. they're doing the same thing youtube did but in a different way which yeah. isn't necessarily i'm a little a worried thing. about what the pendulum swing back is going to be well, like this is why this is why I'm keeping an eye on Mixer something. right now, because like, yeah, I feel like this is like Mixer's second or third try at it, basically at this point. And I, Kinda, I, yep. I feel like if this time it doesn't work with Ninja and everything else, then like nothing's gonna yeah. make uh, Twitch stop being like that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Uh, there was another thing about apparently they banned a. I didn't pull the news thing, but. Twitch banned a Counter-Strike Pro or something for using a homophobic slur in Russian or something like that to his own teammate, but apparently it was just joking. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that Twitch is cracking down on stuff, and a big problem is the way they do advertisements and specifically how they have no way to tell advertisers for sure that their ads will be played on specific channels yeah which seems like a weird oversight it's all about how twitch has all their advertisers in a pot and they don't know how to like split it up accordingly and that makes advertisers nervous so they have to put on this face of like we ban everything thing well now this is the thing i'm curious about like every twitchcon they announce some big thing for partners and twitchcon is not it's basically a month away at this point a month and a week or so I'm legit yeah. curious what they're going to announce this year. Like, as a partner, ads yeah. have been somewhat useless for a long time. So I'm wondering if now if yep. they'll be like, "Yeah, no, we figured it out this time," or if it's just going to be a wash. I'm curious to see what's going to happen, especially with all this with Can all this ma- pushback they're getting from all their all the balls they've dropped and, uh, and yeah. with like Mixer gaining some steam again. I'm they need to actually come out swinging this time. This is I think the first time in a long time they have to actually try. And I'm curious what that's going to look yeah. like. If, Could you if imagine if they actually added in tiered partnership so that like partners could choose 
what ads are played on their channel based on like what their advertisers allow oh, and stuff, God. like a bounty board almost. Bounty board, you could actually, but like, a bounty choose. board doesn't work on this site either. I know. Uh, Th- that's a different problem, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different problem. But like, imagine if you could just be like, I know my audience is this, so I don't want like adamandeve.com to like. <laughs> put ads on my page specifically but then because they have tears somebody who isn't like um more kid friendly who is very explicitly like that sort of streamer could take that sponsorship and adam and eve know that they're getting like the right demographic the fact that twitch doesn't have this already is fucking crazy i mean youtube like, doesn't even have that it's absolutely crazy to me at least youtube have people behind the scenes doing that shit though usually, usually. until until adpocalypse <laughs> blew everything out of the water um which one anyways <laughs> working on another one world war apocalypse i, I love <clears throat> internet Ad- content creation as a job <laughs> it's the best <laughs> uh, i never know if i'm going to eat next week uh, right. <laughs> not that bad yet thankfully yeah um this one I read just today. Ben Irvin, the uh, lead producer for Anthem, after eight years of working at Bioware, has left for a different company. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to see here if it says what company it is. He started back uh, with the Old Republic and was moved on to Anthem. And... He says here that Anthem has a bright future and blah, blah, blah. This is obviously PR speech. He wants out. Yeah. So Bioware loses another longtime comrade in the Anthem Wars of 2019. There you go. I wonder if he has said on Twitter. Where he's moving to? Uh, yeah, because this from uh, Sydney, thing Australia. I pulled doesn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he has not said anything at all yet. Not yet, yeah. So, I mean, I hopefully he, he gets he has something better. I'm sure he has something that'll be less stressful. Anthem seems to be a pretty hot button game for somebody with such a big uh or a company with such a big like fan base of rabid fans. I don't know. I that's weird though. Anthem takes another victim basically. Um, in better news, Epic Games Store finally is offering cloud save support for their, like, exclusive games. There we go. And that's probably should have been there in the first place, but, uh... That should have been there a while progress. ago. For me, that's standard. For me, this is standard. I hate that a lot of companies make you pay for that, like PlayStation Plus and, like, all that stuff. But that just should be there. For Like, if I'm... If people aren't willing to pay for it, that's a different story. There's no reason why a PC-centric launcher shouldn't have had this for their fucking games. It didn't offer that. It did not offer that. (laughs) No. So the best that it did offer is stuff like the Ubisoft games had it because Ubisoft already had it on their games, right? Like, they have their own launcher and stuff, and it just goes through Uplay anyway. So games that were... Through a third party that um, already had cloud saves, had cloud saves because the company that they were selling it for already took care of that. Their exclusive stuff did not until this week, today. I don't actually know when this was published. I think it was actually just today. 
So, uh, World War Z, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, uh, some games like Alan Wake, some of the free games that they've given out. So they did not have cloud support until now. And apparently playtime tracking is around the corner. But I didn't think that was worth mentioning because I kind of don't care about playtime tracking. That also seems like a basic thing, though, that they could have had very quickly. That is just now coming. So this is the type of stuff that when people say the Epic Game Store sucks, like the fact that they didn't have cloud saving is absolutely terrible. <laughs> That's so bad. That's so dumb. Uh, yeah. Not, I guess they have it now, and they're going to keep upgrading, I suppose. Um, in other news with stores, though, Steam their Steam store now allows you to mark games as you had played it on a uh, different platform. So for, for when reviews? you go to this, no, for um, when you go to your like store page, it gives you like these are like games that maybe you should take a look oh, at. Oh, okay, I get what you mean. The algorithm. So then that way. It's just like you can tick off that either besides ignore or not interested, you can say like played on another thing and it'll just get like rid of that forever because it's like, well, you have it. So who cares? So that's just another option that they're offering for their algorithm to read you a little more appropriately. I mean, I don't actually even use that thing. Yeah, but I think that's a good idea. Personally, I don't use their suggester though i usually use like twitter for to see what people are talking about i i use it when they do like their summer sales or winter sales and it's like you get cards and stuff so i'll I'll go through that and it's usually like mm. don't want it don't want it don't want it have it have it have it yeah now you can actually do the have it option that's cool mm. like for that sort of thing for sure okay what else do we have here uh some rainbow six siege year four three uh, season three news came out about the new operators from I think it was Peru, yeah, from Peru and Mexico, named where is it Amaru and Goyo, uh, coming to Operation Ember Rise. They haven't officially shown what their gadgets are yet, but it's people are speculating that there's a flame gadget, hence the Ember for one of them, and the other is a grappling hook, hence the Rise. So that might be neat. A grappling hook sounds kind of cool. I don't know about this Ember thing. More news will be on that soon. But yeah, they have shown off a little bit of that stuff. So people that are interested can look a little bit deeper. Um, and some bad news, Spelunky 2 was delayed. So that sucks. Derek, you said this game is becoming a bigger, more complicated thing than I even expected. So we tried. we were going to try to release this year. It's not looking till at least next year. I mean, that could still be early next year. We don't know, but yeah. Yep. Yep. They haven't released any specific date. They, his like literal tweet is something along the lines of was trying to get it finished by this year. Doesn't look like it's happening. So he hasn't like set a date or anything, but Spelunky 2 is being developed. The screenshot he posted on his Twitter is like very involved looking and very cool looking. So I am willing to wait for it. However, the only thing I kind of w- like want is just Spelunky again with some new like tile sets. So the fact that it's going to be more is impressive to me alone, I guess. Because yeah, I already kind of had a lot in it. It had a lot in it for sure. So, yeah, it is still coming. Um, 
also like Bubble Bobble Four is coming to Switch. Hooray! And I think it looks it looks great. I love Bubble Bobble. I was excited. More four this. player like they for the past couple entries they did four player Bubble Bobble. So I guess they're going with that again for this one. And this is a new one made by yeah. Taito. It's just published by a different company. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'll see how it is. Let's see if it's as grinding or less grading rather than uh, the originals. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, game design has definitely like changed. Like, I wonder if that game will have changed with it to like give some more ease of use. <laughs> it's also going to be widescreen now instead of like the more contained screen. So it's going to be interesting to see how that changes it too. Yeah. Uh. It's going to be a Switch exclusive as well. I should mention yep. for people. So, and it yep. comes out in I Europe first, excited. apparently. Yes, that's true. Yeah, it's bubble four, bubble bubble four friends launches in Europe first, four then friends. the U.S. Yep. I I didn't see anywhere in this article. Does it tell if it's going to be online? I'm guessing it won't. They be. have not mentioned that at all. Which yeah, probably means it, they no. have. Yeah, they have mentioned that it is going to be four-player co-op, but yeah, it's probably going to be local, just to temper any expectations, I guess. Um, Overwatch's new character is live, Sigma. I don't know really much about him, but for the Overwatch players that like still play that game regularly or care, you probably already know. Um, he was on the test server for a while, but apparently he is now live on everything, so you can load back in and will be available for you to play there's a whole bunch of other updates or things in this update that you could probably look up for yourself but yeah there's some new endorsements it's a new game mode apparently i'm not gonna get too into it here because that'll take forever just like how i'm not gonna get into everything that was added to no man's sky because they added a lot on that they added the game the game now exists that they basically promised a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. but to a smaller scale. Uh, so the big thing with the No Man's Sky update is they added a bunch of stuff for multiplayer, including the fact that the maximum player count for each universe is has gone up from four to eight players on console and four to 32 players on PC. So... There is more likelihood, specifically for PC, that you will run into other players randomly. Which is nice, I guess. Like, I kind of wish that 4 to 32 went, like, maybe 4 to, like, I don't know, 160 or something. Just, like, astronomical. But I, I can understand that they're probably not painted in the best light anymore and their game is probably not making as much money as it did when it was promising that sort of stuff so their server costs have to be a little bit down but um yeah this is a big step there's a whole bunch of stuff like if you're interested at all in no man's sky you should look up the update notes for yourself because there is so much added in this update cuz this is i if i remember this is supposed to be their final update, right? Something like, like that. This, big, this is the big, big push. One. There's like a balance patch after this or something like that, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, and like, I'm still scrolling. There is so much here that I actually can't get into all of it. Uh, I will say from personal experience, I loaded up No Man's Sky this week again. And 
after playing Subnautica, that world feels empty and boring to me. Using the laser to, like, break stuff down into little components, and like, that game just does not interest me in how it plays anymore. And that's too bad, because this seems like a lot of cool stuff. Maybe it's better with friends. You can build, like, your base and stuff with some buddies and whatnot, but I played it solo for a couple hours and was not impressed with the game myself. But people that are still into it, rejoice! Your game has finally released. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was just I wanted to talk about quickly because it's huge news, actually, if you care at all about speedrunning. Oh, the speedrunner right. okay. broke um, the Super Mario Bros. I guess like 100% run, like the full run, no uh, no skip run, for the original um, Super Mario Brothers, under 19 minutes Jesus, by just a hair. And he's going to try to get 1958 now, or 1858. <laughs> so God. he's going to keep going. But it's the fact, like, when you're talking about a game like Super Mario Brothers, probably like the one of the most spe- sped run, speed run game of all times and the most optimized, the fact that like a second was knocked off is fucking huge. And it was kind of a shitty run that by his own. Admission because he uh, bumped the ceiling a few times on a few parts, so he thinks he could get down even more. But yeah, just some big news for the speedrun community. I know. I know there was also some was recent broken. discovery as well that there might be a way to actually get the uh, the warp the any percent also down, which is crazy. Yeah, they found a way to despawn some piranha plant, which apparently will save it a little bit of time. That community is crazy. Yeah. They're so deep in the guts of that game. Oh it's God, crazy. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Kind of neat, though. Uh, that's all I pulled. The rest are from the Discord. So apparently the Subnautica dev called out G2A for $300,000. Uh, because GTA apparently gave... I'm just trying to look to see who it was. Unknown Worlds, the game director of Unknown Worlds, a message saying that if that they would offer to pay um, 10 times the revenue lost due to the bad game sales or whatever on their platform. So now he's just being like, oh, okay, you owe us $300,000 then because we can track where game keys are from and you fucked us basically for thirty thousand dollars so we'll see if anything comes of it i'm going to assume not i'm going to assume gta is going to do what they always g2a is going to do what they always do and ignore this until people forget about it because that's what they do uh thq nordic hired the time splitter co-creator that's kind of uh, cool news for me because I like time splitters. Mm. Um, this is apparently going to be because they want to do another time splitters of some sort, but nothing has been penned in specifically yet, so we'll have to see. I think that's a neat idea. I like that game. Yeah, uh, Nordic has another story as well that I'm surprised is not on here. Uh, Volition announced they are, in fact, working on the next Saints Row game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't see that one at all. That is cool. That's good news. I wonder how much stupider that series can get. I don't know. They went pretty stupid in the last one. 
I think they went too far myself. No, I I, like they, that was one. actually where I'm like, now I'm in. I'm in 100% on oh, this really? one. Yeah. Okay. I liked three. Three is where I was like, this is a perfect amount of dumb with like, Yeah, but I, I wanted shit. Crackdown, basically, and that's what I got. So, okay. Yeah, you yeah, got Crackdown. I, yeah, sure. and I don't think they're going to do that with, <laughs> with five, which is a bummer, but like, who knows? Do you think they dial it back to like what Saints Row used? To I, there's no way they there's go no all the way. way back. There's no way they go back to one or two. They they go back okay. to three yeah. at the farthest because they they know at this okay. point they are that. known for being the insane devs. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Man, what a misstep if they go back to like Saints Row one or like San Andreas type stuff oh, where man. you're just a gangbanger. Holy crap! <laughs> that would be so bad. Um, and here's another question is, too: Does it continue the storyline or what? <laughs> Probably, it continues the storyline, but like at a more basic level. That's not crazy. It's just like, what the fuck is going on with this series? That actually would be kind of funny. I would like to see how to write themselves out of the corner they put themselves in with Saints Row Four. I would legit like to see that. It'd be pretty good for sure. Uh. Also, just an an announcement was made as well here. WayForward released uh, some info about the new Shantae game, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Yep. And they haven't released a date re- uh, release date yet, though. No, because it was supposed to be on think. Stadia. I think Stadia was its first platform. Mm, okay, yeah. They have released some screenshots of it. It looks good. Supposedly, it will be playable at PAX West as well, along with River City Girls and a bunch of other stuff they're working on. Nice. Hopefully you get to get your hands I'll on try, it but try it's it it's packs and you know how those lines are. I'll, yep. I'll do my best. Yep. Um and that's it for new stuff this week. Things going on. So we should move on to questions. Do you have a question? Write it on a note, put it in your mailbox, and maybe it'll get to us. Or even easier, you could probably like go to the Discord channel, John's P.O. box. Uh, well, you could actually send it to John's P.O. Box if you wanted to. Just hand us a letter. Just show a letter just out of nowhere. Just give us a letter. Just give a just give John a letter at PAX. And then no, because that happens. That does happen sometimes. <laughs> have you gotten just like a question written on a letter? Yes, and I think I, I think there might be one that I have forgotten to read out for the podcast. But yes, oh, this, no. <laughs> this is a thing that happens. Okay, fair enough. And um, or top down perspective at gmail dot com if you want to be less formal about it which we highly recommend first question comes from kevin what is the best square monitor and he's asking for aspect ratios of four three five four or one one and when you're talking about square monitors it's whatever you want dude this is a personal preference thing because i personally would not buy a square monitor if you want a resolution where there is more horizontal than vertical you're gonna go four three if you want close to a square but not a square, you're going to go 5-4. And if you want a square, you're going to go 1-1. One, one. If I was to get one, it would be to do something like maybe make a cool like little art project where there's just like a bunch of pictures or something on the wall. And I would probably choose like a perfect square for that so that there's just like constant like changing wallpaper like in a picture frame or something. But like I wouldn't recommend a square monitor like i guess i need to know what you would want the square monitor yeah for. like this is the first i've really heard the discussion of wanting a square monitor that's not like just a crt yeah because i will say if you just want like more room vertically 
you should just still get like a regular monitor because it'll probably be cheaper for a good one or like on discount and you can just turn it sideways and like make windows vertical for that monitor like which i would recommend if you just want it for work or something as well like that way you could have your email set up up top and like your browser set up on the bottom or whatever you're doing i just don't understand why you want a square monitor but if it's for like a weird little project i would recommend one-to-one because one-to-one just a perfect square looks better to me personally uh do you got the next one yep next one's from hebrew lantern who says without taking the song into the equation what is your favorite music video can our host answer any of these questions and this is a link to a separate doc so the questions for this are somebody made an ap college level test for pokemon jesus and um I like I wanted to share it with like you guys, you and Sean. I'm going to just go right ahead and say I looked at the first five questions and closed it. I there's no way. I actually can't. Because the Pokemon that I got really into, I got really into when I was like eleven years old, and it was called Pokemon Red. And then since then I just kind of had a passing like fancy for what Pokemon have been released and not the mechanics. I already hate this. I already hate this. I've closed this after reading it's the crazy. first two. I hate this. I'm going to throw it in chat because there are people that will probably like it. It's but. it's straight up like, what are some... Uh, it was like multiple choice questions for the first bit. It's like, all right, what, uh, what attractions are in this town? And then it's like, all right, yep. you're going to use this power of a rod to catch this specific Pokemon. Which... What are the odds depending on what ball you use of catch rate i'm just like i don't fucking care go away i can't yeah no i like i looked at the questions i literally cannot answer one i can't i I hate this i actually hate that as as someone who runs a trivia game show i hate that no i'll take i'm gonna take it one step further even I got super anxious reading the first couple pages because it looks like a legit exam. And that's what they were going for. So they very much succeeded on that. But like, no. Like it says here, time, one hour, 15 minutes, number of questions, 70% of total score, 45. Like I got super anxious just reading the beginning of this. I I, absolutely I still have this. nightmares about forgetting to do work for school or like have like that nightmare of forgetting to show up for exams and not. Oh studying. my god! So I still have. We those haven't nightmares. had this conversation. I've had this conversation with a bunch of random people, where I usually start by saying, "Do you ever have nightmares?" And then they're just like, "What are you talking about?" And I specifically mean the recurring ones are: I wake up in the night sometimes, just be like, "Oh shit, I'm going to be late for like specifically chemistry class mm. for me for some reason." Uh, I have nightmares about being stuck in a school looking for my classroom, but I can't find it because all the hallways look the same. Like, I can't find where I need to go, and nobody's helping me. Like, every nightmare I have is about school. (laughs) So, (laughs) looking at this gives me anxiety. I fucking hate this test. So, screw you, David, first of all. Now, for the music video... um, Peaches by the presence of the United States of America because it's just them chilling out for a bit and then suddenly they're fighting ninjas. Yeah, true. Uh, Body moving by the Beastie Boys because it's just a heist film. Yep, that's true. I I legitimately Uh, used to just 
get just watch music videos and download them when I first got access to the internet. So this is actually a pretty I did easy too, question actually. for me. Uh, like rather, it's funny because for a long time we used to download MP3s when the internet like became a thing and Napster was a thing. Um, and then when we got high speed internet, those MP3s instead of downloading MP3s, I started downloading video files to watch the music video while listening to them hmm. instead. So yeah, I very much agree. Also, Thriller because I don't think that song is necessarily very good. Like I don't love that song. But I love that video. Yeah, there's things about that I like. Uh, all of Interstellar 5555, so basically all of Daft Punk's uh, Discovery. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. I know there's like more if I gave it a moment I could probably think of. Any ones that tried to like do a movie feel are usually pretty good watching. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take the next question. All right. VGCD Kennedy says, since it came up in the heavily spoiler-tagged Danganronpa discussion, I was wondering what game has an antagonist that you think is the most anti-ethical or most opposite to the protagonist and to the game's core message? Hmm. Most opposite to the protagonist. Mega Man X, because Sigma just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah, it gets into this weird, like, villain territory of... A villain is always kind of boring when their thing is, I want power or I want to destroy everything. So, because the protagonist is always the exact opposite of, I don't want to destroy everything. (laughs) So, like, any of those specifically. I'd also say, as a flip to what I just said, uh, Mega Man Zero, because the original plot of that was that uh, it was all about order, and then uh, chasing order so much that you, in fact, caused chaos. So, Mm. Okay, yeah, I could see that. There's probably other thing most opposite to the protagonist. Are there any games where there's literally like the enemy the antagonist is darkness and the like light is the protagonist? Alan Wake. There probably <laughs> is, right? Yeah, like kind of, right? <laughs> Cuz that's probably the answer. Or if like black is the main character and white is the Obviously, that's the darkness. That's literally the game called The Darkness. Yeah, The Darkness. What about Spy versus Spy? <laughs> no one wins in that game. True. All right. I, I nope. kind of want to know what the heavily spoiler tagged discussion was, but I do plan one day to play that series, so it seems like a bad idea to read. Yeah, what this if you want to get from. into that series, don't. Don't. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, Bakesler writes in and says, I've been playing a few retro games recently, and if there's one thing I've noticed about my playing of retro games is that I suck at them. And there was one part of a game Mm -hmm. where in the level I was playing, I always got past the easy parts with no problem, but once I get to the difficult part, I immediately die and go back to have to do the easy parts again. I got so tired of doing the easy parts over and over again that I reluctantly decided to use a save state. I say reluctantly because whenever I use a save state, I feel a little guilty about it and may even consider it cheating. But at the same time, using the save state alleviated some headache during my gameplay experience. 
The thing is okay. that I feel like I'm committing a mild gaming crime when I play games in a way that wasn't intended by the original devs who wanted the players to do the easy parts and the hard part all in one life. So my question is, okay. is there a fine line between fair, warranted use of save states or outright using them as a way of cheating in the game you're playing? Like, at what point is using them considered cheating or is using them at all, even if just once, considered cheating? Uh, I'm going to be real with you. As someone who has played a lot of retro games and still dabbles with them, uh, yeah. save states have basically made those games so much more tolerable. Playable. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I honestly um, think you do not need to feel bad for using save states. And this is it coming from someone who I, tries their best to not use them. I mean, you shouldn't feel bad anyways, because I think you should play any video game in a way that is accessible to you, just in general. Um, that being said, I think where it becomes quote-unquote cheating is if you have to download a separate program for it or something. <laughs> if you're, like, hacking it. No, I mean, that's very much because, cheating. Like, because <laughs> you're like you're very much going out of what the game allows uh, like, I'll, I'll 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 focus that one a bit more and say like if you're using save states and you're fighting a boss and you save after every hit you get on them if you're at a point like is, that yeah that's abusive for sure uh so here's the thing right is that even a lot of people that you would call like professional mario maker players one of the things that they complain about currently is that Mario Maker 2 has no way to download a level and play it in the editor. And the reason they're complaining about this is because even pros know that the way you get good at something is by practicing the part you have problems with until it becomes part of the easy stuff. Yeah. So, like, they can't go back themselves and play hard levels now and, like, focus on the areas that, like, they are giving them trouble. So they have to play the whole stage over and over again, and it's become tedious, and that's one of their main complaints about the game in general. So even people that are really good at the hardest stuff that is meant to kick you in the balls over and over again, like Kaizo games, got good because they knew what parts they sucked at and they played that part a thousand times until that became normal. Like, that's just the way it is. But so, like, I wouldn't feel bad about it. Um, yeah, 100 I guess, agree. like, if you're I guess if you're going to feel bad about anything at all. Maybe it's the fact that if you're using a safe state, maybe you're using an emulator and maybe you should buy the game. But I mean, then, I'm going to assume care. Th that depends on the <laughs> game. Like if let's say like they're playing a little Samson, I'm not going to be like, no, you got to go buy a little Samson sure. right now. Like drop totally. $1,500. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But um, if it's like Mario Bros. 3, like that game is literally free sometimes in a <laughs> garage sale. <laughs> like there's no reason why. You but like even then accessibility i think is more important in gaming anyways uh there is something to be said about you should i think you should try every game first without it and then focus on like because the reason why the beginning part is easy that you're saying this, these are the easy parts is because you've played it enough to get to the hard part that hard part is going to be part of the easy parts eventually and you're going to have a new hard part so, like, I understand wanting to save the time of just, like, I don't want to play this garbage that I know how to do. I want to get to the real challenge. But, like, maybe it sounds like he's tried a few times to do it legit. I think at this point it's fine. Use the save state. Whatever. Like, do whatever you want, kind of, is where I lay on it. Yeah, if you're not, like, you're not save stating to be like, all right, I did part of this hard room. Now I can keep going from here. You're like, all right, I'm just skipping the parts I just have this point have memorized. I could do in my sleep. That's fine. No one gives a shit yeah, about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, final question from Zeisrox. Uh, I recently played through my first Egavania when I finished Bloodstained. I knew beforehand some of the bosses were going to be challenging, but to my surprise, my playthrough was relatively painless. Going through, I feel like I was cheesing the game by using the Almighty Boots to either leg sweep or dive kick bosses to make them trivial, trivially easy. That being said, which weapons are you guys or which weapons are you enjoying using in your playthroughs of Bloodstained? Also, or what's your favorite game to break open and cheese? Also, what's the best kind of cheese? Why is it always the cheese question? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I haven't really played Bloodstained since that time I streamed it, so uh, I don't even remember what I was using at that point. I think I was using like a club or something like that. Okay. Yep. So like a heavy hitter. I, I, I liked regular swords because I got the passive upgrade shard to make those do a little more damage. So that it's weird because I know I could have grinded to get like the passive upgrade for any weapon, but the fact that I got that one so easily, it just kind of like locked me in mm. <laughs> the swords and the swords were kind of a nice balance of like doing a decent amount of damage while being like quick enough that I could dodge stuff, so I just got used to it. And by that point, I didn't want to change very often. I didn't like guns though. I never got into the gun in that game or the whip. Unfortunately, I thought the whip was kind of bad. Whip was all right. It's just weird that the like the the if you they were close enough to you, you didn't damage them. Basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite game to break open and cheese? <sighs> What's a game Break just open. like glitching a bunch, basically? Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, I know there's a game that I do this with, but I am blanking right now. Yeah, me too. Yep. Link's Awakening. There we go. Because literally, uh, you could just get to the edge of a screen, press open the map, and then you would be warped ahead on the map. So it was fun to just jump around on that game and try to break, <laughs> try to like sequence. That's a good it. one. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like zipping in Mega Man. That's just funny to mm. me. Just seeing him fly across the screen <laughs> with the transitions and stuff. And best kind of cheese is probably mozzarella. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> so none. Thanks, Zeiss, for bringing up a difficult <laughs> subject to talk about. God! Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for questions. Again, topdownperspective at gmail.com. Uh, Discord, TDP podcast, I didn't say before, actually. Sorry. On Twitter. On Twitter. Or uh, write it on a note, put it in your mailbox, and hope magic gets it to us. <laughs> the magic of the postal service. That's the service. way, too. Yeah. What's your game of the week? I guess uh, Mystical Ninja starting going on. I have to give it to Devil May Cry 5. It's nice. so crazy stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy stupid. Uh, Sean's usually the one that does housekeeping, so I don't know what he has yeah. in that, that, the The bag. housekeeping is we don't know when our Patreon episode's going to be, because we're going to have three weeks straight of one of us being missing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Um, uh, we're also going to have housekeeping. We got to do that poll mm -hmm. soon, too. I think next week we're going to have to put the poll up for, uh, for October's game. Oh, I know what the housekeeping is. What's Starting up? tomorrow, I believe Sean will uh, take submissions for the next TDP Plus game from uh, the Patreon tiers okay. that are 10 and above. I don't remember. One of those. So if you're listening to that, I'm sure 
submissions will be open by the time you hear this. Um, other than that, have a nice day and good week. Right. We love you. Take it easy, buddy. That's housekeeping. The, the housekeeping is we love you. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Go get like ice cream, unless Treat you're yourself. also lactose intolerant, like me. Oh, housekeeping. Call your mom <laughs> and tell her you love her. Call, you call someone if you don't have a mom call someone else's mom they they probably don't get calls from their son or daughter and they might want one call my mom because i'm a piece of garbage <laughs> please please don't call my mom i don't want to have to explain anything to her Fair enough. later everybody bye everybody <laughs>